I've never really viewed myself as particularly talented. I view myself as, you know, slightly above average in talent. And where I excel is ridiculous, sickening work ethic. All right, guys, this is episode three of The Dungeon. I'm your boy, Rob Legacy. And today I have three special guests here. Okay, he goes by Christian Garibay, also known as Christian Adriel or Nick Laro, as we like to call him. We have IMRMB, and we also have, once again, Mickey Mousetraps, the man with the plan. Put a million dollars in your hand. Let's get it. Um, and we're here today just to kind of go over some more artist topics, um, ones, that, ones that I think uh, musicians, as they're really starting to get into the thick of creating run into and that's sculpting their sound now um, starting off as a you know rapper singer instrumentalist whatever it is uh, imitation is probably the first step in learning you're probably going to start by you know mimicking your favorite artist or whatever it may be but as you start progressing developing your own skill set you start getting into you know deciding what you want to sound like as an ind individual of course pulling from people that have inspired you um and two of these individuals i am r&b and christian adriel i've uh, worked closely with both of them and i've kind of seen the insight on what they've been doing with the sound that they've been creating and we just kind of want to dive into that and see what that entails uh but before we get into that really quick just brief introductions christian adriel please let everybody know who you are and what you do what's good uh my name is christian uh i'm a guitarist producer um engineer um yeah swag god yeah, well well yeah swag god he's pretty swag god pretty well rock rounded. star yeah he's pretty uh place the beats yeah he's very humble uh to be honest this is not that i've been there since his uh beginning but since the beginning I've known him I've kind of seen him transform as a producer and just the overall musician like it just completely leveled up and really dedicates the time towards his craft to really get where he has to get and he's been working really close with IMRB IMRB would you mind letting people yes, know sir. who you are and what you do hey what's up everybody it's your boy IMRB um, yeah man I'm a singer rapper recording artist writer uh, been dabbling in the production side of things as of late, but uh, yeah, man, it's out here, baby. And uh, Mickey Mouse Traps, as we as we know him, um, he's also you know a pivotal part. And I think everybody's situation, like I said, he's the he's the man with the ideas. He's usually influencing a lot of us to to create, um, and he's also heavily involved in their situation uh, as a colleague and uh, you know as another fellow musician. Uh, Mickey uh, yeah. Mousetraps, what it, what it, what is your uh, handle? What it do, Mickey Mousetraps, bro? Uh, no, yeah, I just um, nigger, I mean Christian, <clears throat> will uh, cook up the beats, Rubo, you know what I mean, lay down the vocals, and I'm just there, just like if I hear if I hear a line, I hear I hear something in the beat, I hear something um, that I think would sound good, a good idea, I just kind of like you know give a little direction, but other than that, man, they're they're the beat and potatoes right there. Nice, nice. So, what what's the creative process? If you guys could uh, elaborate on that, like, what's that what's that look like? What is what does it entail? 
you know, whatever it may be. What's what's that looking like? You know, we'll start with the producer since that's where it starts off at. Man, uh, as far as uh, producing, um, as of as of late, I'd like to start off with my melodies. Um, so at first, it could just kind of just generally be um, just thinking of what vibe I want to start off with, whether it's, you know, like going to be an up-tempo, a slower um, tempo-wise. I kind of just try to figure out what I'm going for. After that, I, I kind of more so think about what key. Um, generally, there are keys in mind that um, that I have just working with R&B, like, yeah, I know just a couple of keys we like. Um, keys like B minor, B minor, yeah, F sharp, <laughs> F sharp minor, like yes, F minor, sir. the sweet um, tones. Yeah, basically just like that sweet, uh, smooth, smooth. Uh, you know what I mean? Smooth uh, tones. Usually, it's like it's just the perfect for um, for Ruben's Rube's range. Um, so generally, I'll try to just start <clears throat> with the key and then uh, just figure out like. Kind of just jam on some like either chord progressions try to keep it real simple that way it's like i give myself room to like really elaborate on ideas because if i kind of come too busy on like an initial part it's hard to kind of build so just keep it simple and then just kind of get more intricate as i go so after i kind of got a melody down <clears throat> i'll do a somewhat like a light mix so um i like to just do just maybe slight <clears throat> panning um maybe even just throw a couple um effects whatever it may be like just to kind of just see what what the vibes really sounding like maybe reverb you know um could be like a chorus or you know whatever the, the uh the uh loop is calling for yeah and uh <clears throat> after that point um really like to maybe even throw in a bass sound mm -hmm. um and then after that, I'll just start going on maybe just uh, drum ideas, patterns. Um, most like most likely, probably start with like either hi hats or the clap, <clears throat> and then um, and then from then just try to fill out everything else with with just where where I feel like it needs to go in the pocket. But um, it just uh. <clears throat> and then there'll be times where I try to switch it up. Honestly, like I haven't been making loops to like drum tracks. So I'm trying to just start like the other way around, like just have a drum loop already in place or like some type of like drum bounce already. And then just try to like create to that, which I'm just, I'm just trying to um, switch things up, you know, cause you definitely want to keep an open mind when it comes to your, your creative process. There, there's definitely go-to methods, but at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, it's just like, you know, an artist with the blank, blank canvas, it's like, you know, sometimes you, you just want to go completely freestyle. Sometimes you want to have colors in mind. You want to use like a theme. But um, for the most part, um, <clears throat> I'll just work, work until I get like a solid uh, foundation of what I'm trying to go for. Um, uh, usually I don't really finish my beats or ideas in that same day just because i feel like i yeah. end up getting that ear fatigue which i know happens to most producers just because it's like when you're when you're trying to create your own loops just creating a good loop itself is 
you know, very time consuming. So it's like by the time you got to loop down, it's like I might be 20, 30 minutes in. So it's like once I get the drums and everything going, it's like an hour in of me just hearing like the same thing. So it's like I like to just <clears throat> create a vibe for the day. Maybe we spend like 30 minutes to an hour on a beat. And after then, I might just like save that and then work on something new, like <clears throat> completely different approach, like try to do different tempo, maybe even different key. And then maybe the following day, I'll go back to those uh, projects that I worked on and then try to start arranging it and just try to start mapping out how I think, uh, you know, it should go. And usually it's just, you never know because, you know, once I get in with the artist, like when I get in with Rube, I kind of have a arrangement in mind, but he sees it different than I see it. So it's like, and that's, I mean, that's good, you know, just to kind of, um, and just see what like in as as like an artist perspective how they would hear it because I I feel like me as like a a producer it's like I'm definitely trying to get in the area more where I'm thinking more of like artists lyrically melodically how they would come with it and um, definitely there's like <clears throat> certain aspects of the beat where it's like where it calls for more space I'm like oh you know maybe the artist would doesn't want the beat to drop as soon you know maybe they want to write out the intro a little bit more depending on what they're feeling so when i get with rube it's like nah maybe like the beat's dropping too soon let's like you know what i mean end up kind of doing more of a build-up so yeah it's like definitely a process you know i don't really uh definitely don't push for the uh 10 beats a day five beats a day <laughs> yeah you yeah. know type of thing it's more you know, I try to get that quality out there um, for sure. But um, it's definitely just interesting with, uh, with just seeing how uh, how creatively how things work. Um, I mean, it, for me, it's like it could definitely start just from like uh, key, keys. Um, I mean, I don't play too much keys personally. I did take quite a bit of like um, lessons at uh when i was studying at musicians institute keyboards nothing crazy maybe just like learn just like music a theory couple. just kind of yeah music theory basic chords like you know major major seven chords minor seven chords dominant diminished all that stuff uh basically scales and uh and a couple like excerpts like reading some box stuff like nothing crazy not the whole you know like um not the whole like song or anything it's just like little uh pieces from like the excerpts but but for the most part it's like that was enough just to kind of get like um as far as like if i wanted to write i could you know i'm able to know what i'm doing how to like kind of get the sounds that i'm looking for so it could either be starting with the keyboard and then layering with guitar how i see it or it could be a guitar and then kind of just adding stuff but it's it's definitely like uh, you know um, kind of like a case by case type of situation you know depending on what vibe we're going for yeah man that was like a super well thought out you could tell at least I can that you're you're a <laughs> classically trained like you're a classically trained musician um, oh yeah just from everything that you kind of you, you, you touched on whether it be music theory you know different chords and just the overall process and uh, just me being a, a seasoned producer and, and kind of knowing kind of what you mentioned the both ends of the stick like 
uh, you know, when I approach beats, I understand the artist in. So it, it, it it's insightful because you know I'm doing too much. Like, let me simplify right. it or right. not this sound. Like, this isn't the sound. Um, yeah, exactly. And then it's kind of it's kind of just as a musician, it's just like going to school and stuff like that. A lot of people will try to um, I don't want to say get like real um, real technical, but basically some some people are like as far as the arrangement kind of go a little crazy. And it's there's ways it works, but it's like in the, a lot of today's music, it's like especially with art, big artists like Drake's, like you hear their song and it's very simple. Yeah, and people uh, tend to turn it into jazz, you know? Right, to, exactly. Try to do too much, and uh, it's kind of a unique perspective that you have going on because you mentioned how you know you kind of explained your process, which I think it, it, every producer kind of has their their do not do's and don'ts but just their method and how you said you start with the melody the melody and then you work your way to the drums hi-hats and you're real like vibe vibe centric like you kind of really focus on the vibe and the feel of the song now right rube how does that how is that you know how does it work with you when you come into the picture is it something that like okay he has something and then you just kind of come into it later is it something that you guys kind of direct from the beginning what's that um, like yeah, man, it's it's definitely a case by case thing. There's been situations where uh, Chris has had like a whole vibe, um, like already set up for me because I think uh, we've been working with each other for a while now, and he kind of knows like what I like, you know. Um, so he'll sometimes, you know, he'll come in uh, with like a whole vibe already for me. So I'm just able to sit there and just maybe tweak things here and there. Like sometimes, like he said, I'm like, oh maybe switch the key up, you know, see how it switches different vibes up. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was sometimes, uh, we'll create, um, you know, whole vibes together to where it's like, you know, he'll pick sounds and I'll kind of handpick certain sounds and then, uh, we'll kind of work, um, like that. And then, um, and then, yeah, man, then I was, you know, either I'll have some melodies in mind or, uh, or if I'm writing, you know, because I've been trying to like uh, freestyle more shit and get more spontaneous yeah, uh, uh, ideas out there. Because I feel like sometimes your better or more authentic vibes come from like, you know, on the spot type of things. So I've been that, dabbling in that like a that, lot. That but. first idea, huh? like that first. Yeah. First yeah, that first, first vibe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not that natural instinct that, that pops up in it. Yeah. And I think it's just it's a unique it's a unique situation with you two, I've always thought, because as a producer, at least, especially like me, I came up online. Um, I kind of had to get it out, get it out the mud that way. Uh, yeah. You hear you hear producers, especially in the producer community, always talk about like, you know, selling beats online and doing this and doing that to be successful and get placements and to really grow your brand. And uh, as of lately, the popular thing has been locking in with an artist. Um, it's something that I personally haven't done. Um, I mean, I have in a sense, like, you know, I, I, I work with Rube, I work with other people, but not in the sense of like really sculpting somebody's sound. And, uh, it's been, it's been neat for me to kind of watch two people who are closer to me kind of do that together. And, uh, I've just been hearing nothing but fire come out of the situation, to be honest. Like, like musically yeah. is dope. The vibes are dope. The quality is A1. Um, the songs being written are super good. Um, and it's just uh it's just one of those situations where I feel like I'm getting to look behind the curtain before the show starts. Like right. 
Yeah. Like, you know, because you hear it all the time. You have, you know, I'm trying, just trying to think of a, you know, say like a DJ Mustard in a YG where, mm-hmm. you know, a situation like that where the, the capacity to blow up and, and to make a good situation either financially or just professionally in the music industry is like the the ingredients are there. You know, that's kind of what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing. And it's uh, a, absolutely it's just a cool thing, cool thing to see, you know, and. Well, what's your take on it, Mick? I mean, you're you're the other perspective, the the owl at the window who can who can look in and see. Oh uh, yeah, that's a, that's basically how it always goes. Nick's cooking up, Rue comes in, tweaks a couple of things. He likes what he hears. You know what I mean? Free, and uh, I wanted to touch on what Rue was saying about freestyle. And it's like when you originally get when you hear the sound, you hear the vibe, and you automatically feel it. And like lyrics kind of just kind of start coming to you. You know what I mean? It's kind of like these type of bars are going to be coming out and uh, uh i was telling rube the other day about uh, this michael jackson video that i seen he was like mm-hmm. he was like um artists uh he's like let the music write itself he's like artists are always getting in the way of the music like yeah. they want to put they want to put too much of themselves in the music when really they need to get out of the way of the music and yeah so i think that what rube was saying about how he's like trying to freestyle more it's really just get yeah. let the music write itself and kind of staying out of the way of the, absolutely you know what i mean trying to stay out of the way of music and just let it flow naturally and come out and, and when it comes out like that it comes out more organic it comes out just a, like yeah. a little bit more authentic and just richer you know yes yeah, yeah, sir it's like a muscle uh you know it's kind of a cliche term and you know me i hate cliches but it's very true um like it's your creative muscle and your ability to tap in and channel that like the more you do it the more not necessarily you're getting better at making music i just think you get better at making the music yeah, like getting better at yeah, tapping think, into that. Yeah. yeah, I think you get like better of, of, at what you don't want. You know what I mean? It's like, mm, should we add this? It's like, nah, we know that's trash. It's like, yeah. it's just like more simple and right, or like you get like more poem right to the point, like more concise with your workflow. Is that kind of what you're saying? Exactly. Huh? Yeah, it's it's a unique perspective watching you guys work. Um, it kind of brings me back I mean shit I'm 15 years into this and like it kind of makes me feel young again in a sense like musically like I get excited seeing you guys get excited over stuff and kind of reinvigorates life back into me and just to kind of touch on the next point is kind of what what do you guys think about the importance of collaboration and the importance of uh, doing things yourself versus not doing things yourself or even Nick in your situation or both of your guys situations you know, what's the take and the perspective on working with each other and also working with other people at the same time? Honestly, um, I love the uh, collaborations. Um, same. I just, I just find um, just overall, it's just better music being made when, when I have like you know a co-producer in the in the room with me. Like, and it could be, it's it's crazy because that sometimes it's like. It could honestly be anybody. It's like from Mick. Mick will help me like make a beat. Rube will make me help make a beat. You know, mm-hmm. our boy Vic will Vic, help yeah. make a beat. Like, you know, and it's like the thing that the thing that uh, we all share in common is we could hear ideas in our head. So um, that's really all it takes just to get to get ideas going. It's like you hear something in your head. So it's like. I may, I may be going for like a certain melody, like the sound made the sound might be right, but, but it's like Mickey might be like, you know what, this I kind of hear this melody, I kind of hear something doing this, and I'll be like, oh, let me try that out. Go ahead and do that, you know. 
Rube might be like, oh, well, the kick sounding cool, but like, you know, maybe, uh, you know, kind of switched up the pattern. He kind of has like a certain pattern in mind. And at the end of the day, it's like when those little changes are made, um, it just overall makes for a better production. I think it's just like, it's, it, it's better just seeing, um, seeing something with like, with just a bunch of eyes on it, as opposed to just your own, just cause you know, like we could just get biased. Sometimes you think, you know, like you can't make a shitty beat at all, but it's like, yeah, you know, you think everything you produce is fire, but it's like, you're just being, you know, you're just used to your own shit. So it's just like when somebody, it's like just you being, <laughs> being in the bathroom, bro. And you just, sm- you can't smell your own shit, bro. So it's like, <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. somebody else in the room is going to be like, you know, like, damn, that shit stinks, bro. Like, you know, like, <laughs> so, so it's hey, like, uh, uh, yeah, well, I, what I'm trying to, what I was wanting to say is that, like, I feel like that's what, like, the love of the game, that's where it kind of all originated, right? Like, when you get up, you, you hang out with all the homies, it's like, what's up? We're gonna, we're gonna chill, we're gonna pick a beat, we're gonna, we're gonna write to it. It's like, that is where all the joy comes from. And uh, when, like, Mig's making a beat, and yeah, it's not that his beat is gar- it's garbage, it still sounds great, but it's like, you know what? Hey, if you switched up this melody, I'm, I'm kind of hearing this. And then, like, he switches up and, like, oh, yeah, that's fire. You know what I mean? Like more, the more minds you, you put together and collaborate on, like like yeah. like I said, I think like more quality comes out. It's like it's fun too. Like the the most time when we're having the most fun is when we're sitting there playing beats, making beats, like writing raps, and just you know what I mean, figuring it all out and and getting yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's an essential element that like uh just as musicians because we get so caught up in the business end and the the shenanigans yeah. of music. Everything else other than creating the music is sometimes we lose that essence. Like we lose the either we don't get it anymore, but I think we don't get it anymore because we forget how it happens. Like we forget mm-hmm. that we need people to one have fun, you know, right. and it takes more than one one set of ears to to hear what the best move is or the best sound is, the best melody, the best bass line, like whatever it may be. Is it just takes more than one set of ears, you know? Because obviously, yeah. at the end of the day, more than one set of ears are hearing it. So you Absolutely. you need to be able to appease not just your ears, but you know everybody else's. Right, right, exactly. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, teamwork makes the dream work, right? Yeah, right. Right. yeah. One hundred. Every, everything's been developing nicely too. Like maybe, or, I mean, Christian just kept <laughs> Christian like started making beats, but now he's just it's just automatic ice coming out. You know what I mean? Rubes, automatic ice coming out. So it's just like it's just all about like just leveling up and just continuing like the progress. Like, yeah, yeah. We come a come. I feel like everybody's come a long way from uh, where we started for sure. Big time, big time. Yeah, and it just it's it's like I said, it just brings me back home to kind of watch it flourish. Um, I ain't gonna lie, I get a little envious sometimes because I didn't have so many people around me on my journey, like for a lot of years, yeah. you know. So a lot of it, a lot of it was done kind of more in a business-like manner. It's like, all right, I'm solo dolo. Yeah, solo yeah. dolo, kind of just paving my own way, learning shit on my own as opposed to learning it faster with other people. Right. Um, it has its strengths, but I mean, just all all in all, music's supposed to be fun. You know, yeah, just, yeah, a, just sure. as a mess- yeah, just as a message to artists and producers, whatever it may be, is just keep it fun. You know, it's you're not right. going to be Absolutely. successful if it's not fun for you. You know, the, the work shouldn't be work. The fun will translate to the music. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And it all starts with the music. You know, I have so many, I work I, nowadays, you know, I work with so many artists and they always want to talk money and price points and things like that. And before all of that, it's most of the time before I even want to work with them, it's like, let me hear something, you know, and I'll hear something. And it's just, I mean, not to call anybody out, but sometimes, sometimes it's hot garbage. Sometimes it's, it's good. You know, but the times it's not hot garbage. It's like, why are you even trying to promote this? Or like, why are you even trying to get things from me? It's like, work on your craft, bro. Like, mm-hmm. like have fun with it, get better because you're just getting too far ahead of yourself. Like, yeah. Like, and you're already concerning yourself with things that are beyond the music. It all starts with the music. Like, n- the money doesn't come without the music. The if fame is what you're after. It doesn't come without good music, you know? Um, yeah, man. And with that point being said, there are instances where you know music's subjective uh what one person thinks is good another person might think is bad what's your guys's take on today's music versus music that you grew up on oh man i think music's changed a lot what we grew up on you know we're 90s babies so we grew up on the the tupacs you know the the keith sweats the young usher Genuine, you know, JC and Dojo. Exactly. Um, and now I feel like TLCs. You know, uh, things are a lot watered down in a sense or dumbed down to me. Because mm. uh, even, you know, like late 2000s or, or mid 2000s with the whole um, when Lil Wayne had his run, I feel like he was bringing that, that, um, that you know bars to the table to where he was making everybody like you really had to really think out your whole 16 bars you know you're paying attention to everything you were saying and i feel like now everybody's getting away with a lot of you know bull crap but <laughs> a little bit of auto-tune and reverb huh it just seems yeah little, you know you go a long some, way some fluff in the lines in between the bars we were just talking about that earlier mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's just a shame but, like like I mean, uh, obviously, I have my own musical taste. Like, just because something's not my cup of tea doesn't mean I'll say that it's bad music. Like, for instance, yeah, I'm absolutely. not the biggest country fan, but I won't say that a good country song is a bad song because I don't like country. It's just yeah. not my cup of tea. But there's some music out here now that's it's kind of questionable to me. Like, I don't... It's like, is it is it really popping or is it more of an industry thing? Yeah. Like, what's your guys' take on that? Yeah, man. I, mean, I think, I think that... That a lot. Oh wait, go ahead. No, you go ahead, man. Uh, I think that a lot of the a lot of what we hear is like like the radio jams are kind of like what what Ruth said, kind of bullshit. But it's like there's still fire artists that are making fire music that we don't really hear as much, that don't get as much promotion. So it's not to say that there isn't fire music being made because there definitely is. Mm, but absolutely. but they're def- But it's like. What the what the industry is promoting isn't the more fucking the shit that's more rich and has as much substance as as we were used to back in the day. So, so with that situation, I guess the landscape being what it is, uh, blue pill or red pill? Like, are do you guys choose to conform to what's happening now, or do you guys stay honest with your integrity and the type of music that you? you feel is up to par, you know? Hey, Little Pump, yeah, yeah, Little Pump, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's actually funny. When it, like when I like I think about ghostwriting verses and then like I want to write as Little Pump and it's just like, do I want to write as Little Pump or should I just write an authentic verse and hope somebody 
good likes it. You know what I mean? So it's kind yeah. of so I don't, I don't I don't really know at the moment. Kind of teeter tottering on. Man, I hear you on that one, Mick. Like you, you, but when you're making music for yourself, you automatically always got to go authentic. You can't really, you don't want to write as this person or that person. I'm just saying, like, if we're thinking, sometimes I think to like, I'm gonna ghost write a verse or something like that. You know what I mean? But um, it's like, it's like, what am I gonna ghost write a verse from? Ghost write a verse that like it was that style was popular back in the day, and now nobody's rapping like that. So it's like you can't right. ghost write. A fucking 16 for somebody that nobody's gonna spit because everybody's just fucking Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Right. Yeah. So how do you how do you think you stay ahead of the curve? With that being said, like you know, it's not about just keeping with the trend, but you know, usually want to stay ahead of it or be the next thing. So does that come from being authentic or is it kind of like adaptation or what? I think you just gotta stay authentic, like with Rube stuff. Like I don't think that Rube really sounds like too many people, like. Like he has a he has a good style and it's just like when I hear Rube I hear Rube I don't really hear this that or the other person you know what I mean it's like you got to just stay because like I said like I always try to tell people is that like when you're making music you are the only person that could come from your perspective so mm-hmm. if you spit an original perspective uh, through your eyes and through your ears and through your voice like you're gonna be able to put out something authentic. And then when people gra- people will gravitate towards that, and when they like that, they they just want another episode of Rude. You know what I mean? So like he can just continue to write his authentic his authentic verses over and over and over again, and people are gonna love it. And they're gonna eat it up because nowadays people love they, they everybody wants to consume as much content like as much content as possible. So if you become an original, you're definitely mm-hmm. ahead of the curve as it is because good branding. If you start, remind, start reminding people of other people, yeah. you're gonna you fuck. Mm. Yeah. What's the take on the producer in? Um, I mean, I mean, honestly, do you, you do have to do a somewhat, um, you know, a bit of conforming? Um, it's just, you know, it goes back to the, you know, it's just like, you know, take take just like '90s R and B, you know, just compared to like now, it's just like dude like those like though that production back then was just like one of the most just overall just so like so fire in my opinion like yeah but it's like would that work on a producer end today you know and it's like probably not you know they and would it's keep like the that, music but put it over trap drums or something like ex- exactly <laughs> that's why you see like people that were killing shit like Timbaland like even I've heard his productions lately and he's definitely taking you know a different approach and it's like you know once I see once I see these people like producers like you know goats in my opinion your Scott Storch's like Timbaland and then you just see from like how their production was and how it's like now it's like you see that shift into like conforming to modern sound so it's like i think to stay relevant you kind of do have to just kind of go with the herd unfortunately but what do you think from a producer point of view because this is kind of a question i i I don't think i've ever even thought of until now is what do you think forces that change is it the artist wanting a certain sound or is it just the producer making the sound for for the artist and it being a popping record Mm. Like whose fault is it? <laughs> you know what I mean, like whose fault? You know, because I think somebody has a popping record and then everyone's like, "Oh fuck, that that record was cracking." Like, let me fucking do a record just like that, and now a bunch of records are coming out just like that. 
mm-hmm. and then they're like oh shit these other fools copied that record and it sounds like let me try to do like a little bit like like just uh, uh, uh just like change it up just a little bit and then now you got a a bunch of shit that sounds like a shit that was just you know what I'm trying to say yeah mm-hmm. like that was coming out right before that yeah and maybe uh-huh. that's why music's so watered down now because it's not like back then where you had to be um you had to be the most talented to to be the producer who had the record deal and who was working with the the big artist yeah, it just feels like you know artists out of their bedroom are blowing up and it was just made either they made like soldier boy i mean no not knocking soldier boy but you know, if you, you were, if, yeah, if you were to compare the quality though, mu- musically, to you know, to the likes of say like a Fifty Cent production, you know what I mean? Like, way more elaborate. Scott Storch on the beat, like completely different. You know, right. but the, the, the thing is that people love simplicity. Like mm-hmm. the ear is the ear wants an easy listen. So like, just because it's simple doesn't mean it's not good. Just because it like sounds watered down, like doesn't yeah. mean it's not good. Like simplicity is key to a lot of catchy things you know what i mean like like the fucking like uh, a like a no and then a lot of space a no and a lot of space it's just like is it like i said like simplicity is key mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. uh-huh. like um Mo- or like i think what what uh, but like wait let's take it way back like so before mozart i think mozart like started like being way more simple and nobody fucked with Mozart because of the way he changed his music up. And right. then and then Mozart fucking set the tone for for like what for a bunch of shit coming after him. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like maybe right now we don't like it, but maybe when we look back we'll be like, oh shit, a lot of good fucking music came out and a lot of hey. Uh, hey. Damn, hey, that part's hella real, though, because, like, when you take it back to, like, just on some fucking, you know, on the classical shit, it's, like, before that, they liked all the crazy shit, like, the Renaissance. Yeah, Baroque shit. It was all about just intricate, like, counter melodies, just, like, a bunch of crazy shit, and it's, like, once I came in the game, was just, like, let me just give you a theme you're gonna remember, like, a melody that's, like, earworms right so that's like the same thing with like just music now it's like as opposed to like just having all types of melodies it's like well let's just stick you know in a certain area they create that earworm because ultimately it's just like i don't know i feel like here here's like another thing it's like the the problem is also it's like um people have um just like the way we process information now it's like so crazy as opposed to before like people are listening to more music faster than ever so it's like people like she gets old people, is that what you're saying <clears throat> or no no people just tend to gravitate towards like just like the like catchier stuff like you yeah. know what i mean it's just it's like just easier to listen to huh yeah easier to listen to um yeah, but is that a compromise on say musical integrity as an artist or a producer like in, in, in either realm like because i feel you on conforming i mean naturally is from musician to musician nick like We've had this conversation before. Like, it's easy for us to stay relevant because we understand the music. Mm, You know, it's not hard. Like, as long as I know how to play the piano, you know how to play the guitar, I can adapt to virtually any sound as long as I can play it, which isn't the hard part. Right. And understanding it isn't even the hard part. So, if another style came out, like a completely different style, it would just be a matter of listening and being like, oh, they do this with a chord, they do that with a chord. Drums are styled this way at this tempo and it has this vibe. All right, bet. Right. You know, right. it's easy to duplicate. Um, right. I completely forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hell of a Yeah, it slipped my mind. Um, 
All good, baby. What were we talking about right before that? So I can catch on to it. We were just talking about um talking about Mozart being a pimp. Yeah, <laughs> Mozart. <laughs> Mozart was out was out here fucking making shit hella simple and fucking fucking everybody shit up. Oh, it was like it was like musical integrity, I think. Right, right. right. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Uh, like how does it make you personally feel if it makes you feel anything at all? Like about having to like are you ever truly making the music that you want to make? Or is it always like what I want to make with remnants of not remnants, mm-hmm. but you know, infusing what I guess is popular? Like does that bother you in any way having to do it? Or is it something that you like, like you enjoy the music? Now? I mean I I mean I enjoy the music now. It's like <laughs> it's just like I love the music now. Um, yeah. The thing, the thing, what me and Rube try to do, especially with our sound, it's just like we definitely, you know, take like a, a more modern approach into production. But at the same time, we still have th- certain things in mind that we want to pull from that like inspire us. Like we have, you know, we're like we're a little not I don't say old school with it, but it's just like we like we like you know productions from like Sade. We love like mm-hmm. Michael Jackson stuff. We love the like. We love the blend of like uh, the R and B and like rock. So it's like yeah. you know, there's certain people I'm inspired by, like you know, Slash, you know, Eddie Santana. Um, so it's like, real quick, by the way, guys, uh, Nig is a fucking master guitarist. So just samurai, just, yeah, baby. Just to kind of keep that in perspective when he's talking about this. All right, continue. I'm sorry. Man, don't make me blush, Rob. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> nah, but uh, appreciate it. Um, but yeah, uh, so we try to put you know touches on <clears throat> on that on that into what we're doing. Like I know, yeah. uh, Ruben's heavily uh, influenced by like you know. Go ahead, Ruben, just let him yeah. know, like your influences um, and stuff. Like he said, um, you know, heavily influenced by you know Michael Jackson and Prince is better. Um, Sade, <laughs> they have the uh, we, we got an MJ hater over here. They're still uh, incorporating <laughs> lots of different sounds. Um, in their music, and uh, so we tr- we know we try to pull from uh, all different types of different things. And we've been in situations too, uh, Chris, where people was like, "Oh, like you know, when we were first kind of building our sound, people were like, oh, it sounds like you know, this is too rocked out, and this is too R and B. Like maybe you guys should just you should do your R and B thing, and Chris should do his like you know rock thing, and it's like you know, but you, know, that just sounds fire." Yeah, man. Um, but like I said, no, he's talking. I think uh, yeah. a Christian was trying to tell you what what uh what what, what like rock and roll like or what bands do you like like what rock influence. Oh no no yeah no definitely like what, what he was touching on like his vocal influence because uh, yeah I wanted to get Rube to to say that because it's like um, yeah I kind of lost yeah, my he, earphones I don't know if I heard you oh no no it's all good. Cause it's like I'll I'll be putting like you know that little sauce that little like you know rock sauce in there and then Rube will like you know have his um his like ideas in mind like you know certain artists he fucks with certain vibes he like likes to go with and it's like um like ultimately it's like the production we just try to get like a, I don't know it's basically like like just trying to um we still definitely try to keep like like you know true to what inspires us we definitely don't stray away from that but um yeah it's like we it, it's really hard to like okay let's make a you know full-blown like you know like a like a like a basically like an mj a slash type b you know just yeah. like you know but we just like to pull from there so it's like 
Yeah. yeah, yeah maybe, maybe like let's have the a certain guitar idea, but it's like back then it's like um you know like there's a lot of presence in the high end and stuff but like in more modern techniques you'd be seeing in today's music especially with like you know people cutting off like high you know rolling off the high end off of like a lot of sounds the, the, so it's the like 40 drink effect let me just roll everything off the top and not <laughs> right exactly mix. <laughs> exactly because you know it's just like that type of shit so it could be like the same i you know like ideas and and stuff maybe like so you know that rock shit but with the modern like little so would you say that you kind of you guys use the influences as sort of a lens that you want to look through like you know yeah that that's a study, yeah, man. perfect way to like a dabble explain. of this a dabble of that but not quite right. like like i said everybody starts off imitating but obviously you guys are sculpting so it's like you're not necessarily trying to imitate but you do want those flavors like those yeah, textures maybe, of like say mj vocally but still have like a rock you know santana yeah. Vibe. A pinch of this exactly. and that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. yeah Basically, we're, we're big Metallica fans. Right, um, big Metallica fans. So, uh, I love electric guitar sounds. So, I try to blend, uh, like, as of right now, we're kind of blending the wavy RB sound with electric guitar and, um, you know, nice vocals together. So, we're kind of like, you know, putting all that shit in a blender and uh spitting it out and that's kind of kind of us i guess yeah now you kind of touched on a point of things just being kind of fast nowadays like people are looking for catchy this catchy that uh the attention pan span is probably probably a little shorter um yeah too many songs baby yeah mm-hmm. it's like uh you guys seem to be really focused on the music end which isn't bad i think that's where it starts that's where all the focus should go and then you know you worry about everything else after um but how do you guys feel about overcoming any obstacles that lie ahead like marketing getting music to where it needs to get or even building like a really big fan base like what's the uh is it something you guys ponder is it you know what, what 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 do you guys know about that subject i guess that you could share to help other people who are looking to be where you guys are at right now yeah man um i think uh it can go many different ways it's some artists um you know have financial backings whether that comes from labels or man. sponsors or their own pockets you know yeah, yeah i yeah. think uh having that uh can take you a long way um, you know, other than, you know, being signed, you know, because they'll put you on the the right path that way. Yeah. Industry um, experience kind of told taught me a lot of that is like you have there's two things that get you in a situation, pulling and pushing. You either have the pull to pull yourself mm-hmm. into a situation because you're established or you have the money behind you and that pushes you in the situation you want to be in. Like mm-hmm. it just Absolutely. it really just don't happen, you know, and that's the reality that I've come to learn working with labels and working with artists signed to labels and seeing the way that that really looks because you'll be surprised, you know, like, you know, that budget money comes in and it's gone or, you know, it's just a loan. <laughs> it's not always yeah. the best, the best ideal situation. So what you guys are doing, like in the independent route, like what's that look like for you guys? Yeah, man, um, doing it independent, bro, you know, we're just, out here trying to get it on our own man you know 
funding our stuff through our own pockets, you know what I mean? Grinding for it, working for it. I think that's a, it's gonna make it sweeter in the end, you know? Cause it's like, you know, don't need anybody else, but but us, you know, the core core guys that we got. Yeah, and you guys are like circle. the perfect analogy for like a lesson that I think a lot of either starting musicians or just independent musicians, producers, engineers, whatever it is that they need to know is it's never easy and people having dabbled in both you know i'm kind of like a hybrid like i'm over here on the right side in the industry and then i'm completely independent on the left i'm an independent in the industry and uh i see a lot of aspiring artists like they come to me like i'm supposed to help them or like there's something like a magic door i can open that's just gonna help them blow up and it i don't know where this perception comes from of not about me but just about that that topic right there is it it takes a lot of work you know like it, it takes a lot of money that no one necessarily has or is willing to just put behind something you know uh, um, but they look for people or things to help their situation instead of just building their situation to something that doesn't need help you know man. like instead of just focusing on the music and just being the best that they can be it's like well I can't go and be the best I can be yet I need I need this this and that I need a manager I need I need I need proper recording space. I need all this, you know. When me personally, I'm just like, quit being a bitch and just fucking get it done. Like, work with right. what you have. You know, I right. think that's the biggest thing is working with what you have and maximizing what you have. And I've seen you guys do a lot of that. No, exactly. You definitely work with. You definitely got to work with what you have, bro. Because even <clears throat> even like before my uh, producing days, um, it's like when I was um, like in high school. It's like me and my brother, a couple of friends, like we started, you know, our own bands and stuff. And it's like back in that time, I, I want to say like MySpace was barely popping. So it's like, man, miss um, MySpace. Man, yeah. for real. So it's like, I mean, I guess it's different as opposed to people before social media. But before then, it's like, yeah, bro, like it's basically just trying to promote social media, which is like, you know, basically word of mouth. And it's like, uh, you know, eventually got to like, man, throw your shit on YouTube. It's just like, then there came like more and more things that you could put your shit on. And it's like the more stuff that you're able to throw your 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 uh, music on, it's going to capture different audiences. So it's like, you know, and then once like YouTube got cracking, it's like I got into YouTube. I tapped in a whole different audience. So it's like if now I'm like getting people to pee videos or covers of this, you know, on that same page, they'll see like they'll see my productions, my music, and you know me and Rube. So it's like now I'm getting those people to go and check out like my own shit, you know. And it's like people from a complete, di completely different crowd, you know what I mean. So it's like <clears throat> tapping into all of that. And it's like recently, me and Rube actually just started trying out the uh, you know paid promotions on YouTube, IG, and it actually works really well. Yeah. Um, I yeah. know it might be a struggle for people to do, but it, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it takes money to um, to, to get money. where you want to go. And um, uh, I mean, just think about it, though. It's just like there I'm sure there's expenses that everybody could filter out on a weekly, monthly basis where it's like some things that you really don't need to spend money on it's like oh well instead of me maybe going out or like instead of me like you know like 
drinking or whatever it is like spending so much money on this let me just put 25 bucks aside to like promote my uh page or promote a video because honestly it been it the benefits are really good like i promoted one video with like 25 bucks i got like 40 followers off that so it's like you know that's just like you know that's just light work but it's just like you know that's what you that's what you need right exactly if you have a good product you know if your music your music will speak for itself you know what i mean so don't i don't think you should uh or beginning artists or any artist should be afraid to invest in themselves in that way because you know it definitely goes a long way you know yeah, it just seems like sacrifice and that's yeah i don't know right. if it's the generation we're in because i mean i guess we're, we're still on the younger end of things like it just seems like everybody wants everything easy and fast when right you know that's a big, that's a big demand for you know shit that takes time and it takes effort and skill and just sacrifice like blood sweat and tears mm-hmm. you know Absolutely. we, we kind of talk about it behind cl- closed doors and now you know i get a little more passionate about the music and the things but it's just you it's almost disrespectful when you see people come into a situation or try to align themselves next to you not in an egotistical way but just like they think it's easy and it's like because right. I, it's like the easier you make it look, the less they think you do. Mm. And it's just like a weird anomaly that happens. It's like, dude, I'm I'm as far as I am and I still work my ass off every day. And yeah, like, really. uh, I look at the people that I aspire to be like that in the industry, you know, like, you know, my manager is real close with Steve LaBelle and stuff. And that man, his whole mantra is we working. He's always working. Right. right like always right. working. So it's like if. If he's Steve LaBelle already and he's established in the music industry and in other industries and he's working every day, so what the fuck is my excuse? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if you play football, like Ray Lewis is the motherfucker who's getting it every down, you know, in the weight room. So it's like, I need to be cooking up. I need to be getting better. I need to be mixing. I need to be writing. Like, And it's yeah, just a mindset that a lot of artists don't have. Right, right. Yeah. For one reason or another. You gotta, you gotta love it, you know? That's why uh, I think we we spoke on it earlier, you know, keeping it fun. Yeah. You know, I think that'll save a lot of that. Um, you know, save you from, you know, steering away from working, you know, because you got to keep it fun, you know. That's why keeping your team around, keeping your boys around, you know. And, uh, man, you know, I wish we could just. Up. I wish we could just all like live in the same spot, no bills, just <laughs> just Man. time, just time to just Jam. chill and just yeah, and just do it full time, just all the time. Yeah. Like that's what me and uh, our, our homie Mike Busy. That's what we were just talking about. We just need to reconnect because as you as you get a little bit older, everybody shout, starts shout out like. Dizzy, by the way, shout out Dizzy. Shout out Mike Busy, my boy. Uh, but uh, as you get a little older, everybody has their lives. Everybody has everything that they got going on, and everybody kind of separates a little bit. But uh, we gotta realize what um, <clears throat> what what brought us here in the first place, and that's being with our friends, making music together, performing right. together. You know what I mean? Hanging out, just getting the music flowing, and that's that's a and when you when you keep it light, you keep it fun. Like it's it's a. It takes way longer to to be fatigued. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely, man. It's a pretty good point. Um, Just touching off what you just said, Mick. How do you guys manage to either find the time to reconnect with the people? Like, is it a struggle with scheduling? Like, what does that look like? You know. Well, I mean, 
Ruben, uh, Ruben, Christian, they're always uh, figuring it out, but um, be it with each other. But um, we call each other, see what's up every day, see what's going on. Yeah. Talk about what we should be doing, whether it's just bullshit or or just trying to pep everybody up. Like, hey, we need to be on top of our shit. You know what I mean? So just communication. Just the communication's always there. That communication, yeah, constantly, always there for sure. Yeah. Keep staying connected to each other. Staying connected mm-hmm. is a key. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the what's that life look like though? Because you know i myself i could talk for days about sacrifice and the way my life has been shaped by music and my my dreams and ambitions but what's the everyday life look like for you guys you know as a as musicians in different walks but in the same regard like what's life look like for you guys in terms of everyday life in terms of family life uh or even relationships like females and stuff like that like what's it look like for you guys you know, is is it difficult? Is it hard to manage, or are you just hard to manage to other people? Wow. Yeah, man. I think it's all about balance. You know, um, just being able to balance. You know, maybe working, working that job, or balance that girlfriend, and then you know, balancing you know, creating as well. So I guess scheduling is good. You know, maybe depending on how you know people's time slots fit you know what I mean? you know so i think it's all about balance and the schedule i think that uh what about energy because i think everybody talks about time but no one talks about energy like like oh, for man. example like not not that you know my girlfriend's super fatiguing in that sense but you know there'll be you know like man i just had a day and it's like i i don't even have energy for music let alone like to just entertain yeah. a person so it's like uh, when you do put that energy towards other people how does that affect your music yeah, it could, it could, it could uh, bring everything down, you know, uh, or it could bring everything up because you know, it's, music is uh, it can you can in, be inspired from a, a lot of different things, including a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think maybe you know it goes back to that balance thing because you know maybe if you if you're going through so much, your lady, you know, shit. Let me let me write about it, you know. Let me yeah. put it on the pen or everything's uh-huh. going up, you know. I mean, put that down too. I mean, shit, but there's one thing for sure. I think, uh, like personally for me, it's like that toxic shit, whatever you're in. I mean, it could be whatever, but for me, it's my experience, like toxic relationship, that shit will fuck up my, like any, any type of motivation. Like, you know, during the times when shit was rough, it's like, yeah, I would love to write a song about it, but it's like physically, mentally, can, huh? yeah, I was not capable. You know what I mean? Yeah, so man. it's like, there's definitely shit like, um, if there's like shit in your life that's like, um, draining. yeah, draining, whether it's like family, a loved one, relationship, it's like, you kind of got to like, try to square off or like relu- find a resolution with that because you know it could go on and you know taper into the music and kind of just like just kind of like just start creating like uh, just roadblocks for you you know what I mean and it's like um, he definitely like Ruth said you know he there has to be a, a balance and, and stuff with everything at the end of the day um, but uh yeah man I mean also too it's just like um 
like with the just like touching on the whole music on the music stuff um i feel like uh like sometimes you spend a lot of time creating but it's like there's also that time it's like well i'm still like a student you know what i mean i'm still learning so it's like i also still try to like practice myself and it's like push myself and learn more like musically and try to be a better musician like every day because it's just like yeah you know um sharpen that sword huh man exactly sharpen that sword sword. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely like you want to keep, you know, like you like to keep uh, a little schedule in mind. Like, let me get a little practicing time in. Let me get a little writing time in. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Let me get, you know, a little time with the fam. You know, you got a dog, you know, go go walk your dog. You know, you got. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, I think you do a, a hell of a job at that, too, dude. Uh, Man, uh, hey, musician, I, musician, I, think, I know uh, Nick wakes up at like seven thirty, six thirty, like six thirty-ish. He's, he's trying to catch London session trading. Uh, after oh, yeah. that, he might make some breakfast and then go to the gym. <laughs> Man, <laughs> like, just uh, trying. Yeah. It's like definitely, definitely got to get your size on. You yeah. know what I mean? So that that's mandatory. I know, I know, my boys are getting on board right now. Mickey, Ruth. Been uh, working their asses off right now. Yeah, um, keep your mind and your body body healthy, or else you you're starting at a disadvantage, man. Man, exactly. I yeah, think that, I, that gets along. That goes a long way. Honestly, I've been finding that that has been helping me. Honestly, like when I kind of started the day with with like whether it be like running or just like working out, stretching. It's like that just opens it up. You know what I mean? Especially stretching. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like that's kind of just. It's that Man, blood pumping, baby. I watched this video about the, this uh, this chess player. He's like, bro, I spend like five hours working out because when you're when you're playing chess, you have to sit there with, for a long time. You have to be attentive and you got to be sharp. So you need to be able to be like in a really good shape so that way your mind can be sharp. That's so if, if a chess player is working out five hours a day, like you know what I mean, Come you got to be. He, he's he's not fucking around. The top chess players in the whole world are doing this. Yeah, and it's music so complicated. Not, not always in a bad way. It's just it's complex. That's probably a better phrase, yeah, better word. It's just it's complex and it forces complex. Huh? Yeah, it forces you <laughs> to grow. You know, not just musically, but uh, like I said, there's so many other distractions, so many other people. You know, there's good people, bad people. Some people drain you. Some people empower you and, and push you yeah. further. And it's just, uh, at least me personally, I've. Music helped me become a man, you know? It, it forced me to do a lot of things on my own and venture off into territory that, you know, no one could really give you advice on. Like, no one could tell you how to do it. Not even the professionals can really tell you how to do it because music is unlike anything that really exists. It's unlike any other industry because say you're an athlete and you're really good at football. Well, you play in middle school, you play in high school, and if you're really good, you get to play for college. And if you're really, really good, there's a system in place for you to go professional. There is no system in place when it comes to music or business. You yeah. know, it's just it's the wild west, and you're just fighting for a way. Yeah, you're fighting for a way. I just want to say something about you. I was talking about earlier. It's like, bro, toxic relationships. You got to cut that shit the fuck off. Like that shit is draining you, bro. Like you can't. Like what Christian was saying is like, bro, you can't even. You're holding. I seen a meme the other day. It was like toxic relationships will have your day ruined by eight p- eight a.m. sharp. <laughs> like for real, bro, your whole day's fucked. Now your energy's bad. A.m. Like, and p.m. 
Yeah, 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 bro. Your your energy's bad. You you like it's hard to it's hard to be creative when you're in a bad mood. Like I guess yeah. sometimes you could turn it into into a couple bars or a song or something like that. Like, but at the most part, it's like, bro, I'm in a bad mood. I don't want to fucking make shit. I'm fucking I'm salty right now. You know what I mean? My energy's yeah. all fucked up. Your energy's not flowing right. It's just like, bro, you gotta be very weary about the energy that you bring around, and especially yeah. with people, people who like talk about certain things that are like negative it's like bro that sh- that energy the what you're saying that shit is negative like mm-hmm. even though like some people might not look at certain things as negative it's like it's like bro you got to be very weary about the energy that's around you because energy is super transferable and that shit will fucking hit your ass hard mm-hmm. nah, real talk, real talk. Um, Man, like plenty of plenty of great things that are being said right here. A lot of insight as far as from the musician perspective. Uh, I mean, even if you're a producer, just understanding workflow, you know, from start to finish, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, you know. But even musically, I just, you know, just give a little gems musically. Like, what are some of the tricks of the trade? Now, I know this is the game to be sold, not told, but let's uh, get into some details there. Like, in, in each of your guys's paths, you know, artist and producer, and even Mick, like idea creator, um, curate, curator, you know, man of many, many hats. Create, uh, low key creative, uh, not, I don't want to say creative director, but you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I, chime, I just chime in and kind of just give my little uh, input. Yeah. So, like, what's, what are some tricks of the trade in that process? You know, like, so in the studio, like, what are some gems? What are some, you know, anything that you'd want to let the next producer know that might save them a year of time? Man, some... I think, uh, I think the, the only thing that I have to say about it is just, like, keep doing it. Uh, just keep keep making whatever you want to make. You want to, you're a singer, you, you write songs, like, keep writing songs, you're going to get better. Like, you don't just one day... You're not just a fire like lyricist off the out of nowhere. It's like you these people have been writing song after song after song after song after song after song and slowly sharpening their sword and then they get good. So it's like in order to save yourself a year is write more. Sing more. You gotta if you're a singer, you need to constantly be singing every single day because it's like that is a muscle. So you get you get better or worse depending on how much singing you're actually doing. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, you gotta, you gotta get addicted with this shit. That's the thing. Like, you know what I mean? And uh, definitely can't force this shit. Like, you know. So it's like, you know, at first, for you know, for me, as as far as like sharp, you know, making the process quicker. Like, it used to take me like, you know, over an hour just to like come up with the beat. But it's just like repetition, repetition. You know what I mean? Cooking up daily, like literally like try to make a beat or two beats every day. It's like you find ways to speed up that process, speed up the workflow. So it's like how's that? Just, Is that creatively or like shortcuts, <clears throat> keyboard shortcuts? Like what's what's your <clears throat> it's like a it's like a little a little bit of everything. You just start um um I mean first I wanna say it's definitely shortcuts and just like knowing your way around, you know, certain DAWs, whatever you're using. And it's like familiarity. Yeah, I mean, there's just, it's just like, you just gotta, you just gotta like, really, uh, like, man, for some of these things, it's like, you either gotta figure it out, I guess, on YouTube, or it's like, the way I learned it in school is like, there's, you know, a book for most of these dogs, so it's like, you gotta just dive in the book and like, 
you got to learn these commands because it's like it's going to save you so much time it's like you know rather than just like you know doing some fucking like I don't know. He's the shortcuts. Really figure just, it out, right? Yeah, you, you, you can figure it out on your own, but you're gonna be like wasting the most time. It's just like just go in the book, figure out what you need, figure out how to copy and paste, cut this up. You know what I mean? How to like really just get that workflow? Because it's like the last thing you need is just like having that unfamiliarity with like something just like slow you down. So it's like ultimately, yeah. it's just like yeah, master, master whatever DAW is that you're that you're using. And I know, I I know this is something that Rube's trying to like work on too. It's like with Pro Tools, it's like yes, sir. he's been trying to dive into that. And it's like <clears throat> right now, honestly, I'm a little like kind of a, a little foggy on the on the Pro Tools game. So I kind of been like going through it with Rube too. Like we've been kind of trying to figure it out. But it's like I could definitely tell it that being one thing that's like kind of like. Uh, slowing our workflow a little bit like on pro tools but i mean you know we're we're yeah. working at it so it's like we'll, we'll yeah. come back at it. it's a little challenge challenge yeah do your groundwork huh you know right yeah how about an artist and artist and group what's that looking like well um i mean i would say a little gym is um you know on top of uh you know getting addicted to it and keeping it uh consistent you know try not to overthink it you know Mm-hmm. Um, overthinking, I think, is a, a, a creative killer um, in a sense. So, uh, you know, just, you know, do a quick, don't take it too serious. You know what I mean? Don't overthink it. You know what I mean? Trust yourself. Trust your talent. Trust, just trust it, you know, and just kind of let it flow, dude. You know, get into that flow state and let things come come natural, man. And because uh, I've, you know, dealt with the overthinking shit because I'll, I'll be overthinking a lot of my, you know, music and, not even putting out certain songs and shit you know bro we worked on many records where it's like ah, yeah. you know i don't know man it's like bro that shit's fire bro you should put it out um but yeah i would say you know try not to overthink it dude just just let it come natural man and uh you know trust yourself a lot more you know if this is what you do you know do that shit trust yourself you know yeah if you're a warrior fight huh yeah man exactly how about you mick I think I touched on it at the be- well, uh, I was the first one to answer. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But well, I guess I'll go. Um, you know, I'll, I'll kind of give a, a little more detailed stuff. So any engineers, artists, producers, I'll kind of give you some free G. Uh, from the engineering perspective, uh, on your mix bus, your stereo bus, whatever it is, uh, as you're feeding into that thing, make sure you're gain, sta- gain staging correctly. Uh, not just overall levels, but as you're feeding your plugins with with audio, make sure you're gain staging correctly because that will change the entirety of your mix. Um, also, depending on your workflow, if you're using analog gear, if you're not using analog gear, find a way find a way to color your sound. So uh, find some good saturation plugins. You know whether you're using Waves or you have some other third party plugins that you're using. I will not tell you what I use. But, you know, you can uh, use some of that on the producer end. Um, chase feelings, not techniques. Um, you know, look to, to make feelings and, and use that as your guide rather than, oh, I found this new trick or this new musical idea that I'm going to try to impose on a beat. Like, I've just found that the best music usually comes from, at least me personally, is when I'm just, if I'm trying to make a sad song, just make a sad song. Don't let the rules confine you to 
to doing things a certain way or like, oh, I saw Nick Mira on a live stream make a beat like this, so I got to do this technique. It's like, you don't have to, mm-hmm. you know? Let yeah. let the music guide you. Let Just let the feeling, the vibe kind of dictate your technique and how you approach certain things, whether they be drum patterns or what type of 808 to use or, you know, sub bass or 808, like, you know, whatever it may be, just let that shit kind of take you there on its own. And from the artist's yeah. point of view, it's simple. Just tell your truth. You know, all you have to do is tell your truth, and that's going to take tell care you, of your branding. Your that's going to, yeah, tell your truth. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, man, that's, uh, I feel like it's some good stuff. We all kind of had, everybody kind of made some good points, man. And uh, just in, in parting, is there any other gem, any other thing that you guys want to say for the audience as a as a parting gift? Um, man, I'm a big Bruce Lee guy, so Bruce has a saying: um, "Express yourself honestly." You know, man. And I think that's a good one to uh, relate to music. So, love that. You know, whether you're a producer, uh, artist, you know, just express express yourself honestly. You know, and you'll be good. Uh. I think I just wanted to say, like, when when uh, me and Christian were living in L.A., like, there's people that are just constantly, 24-7, practicing their instrument, practicing their whatever it is that they're doing, just going in. So if you're sitting around fucking around, somebody else is fucking working. They're going fucking hard as fuck, and they're not fucking playing, bro. Motherfuckers are going for that shit. So if you, it doesn't matter how talented you are. You're not, if you don't have the work ethic, you're fucked. Like you need to fucking figure out how to get your fucking discipline and your and your work ethic up because motherfuckers are not playing any games. Like these fools are fucking going ham with this shit. Like they, and you know what I mean? <laughs> and they're talented. They're fucking twenty four seven fucking practicing that shit. They don't have jobs. They fucking mm-hmm. have their parents. Some people have people's. They have some pain for their shit. They don't have to go to fucking. You know what I mean? They don't have to do anything but be a musician. Right. You have other shit going on. You gotta fucking realize that you gotta fucking go twice as hard. Like I know that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody, but it's like, bro, you got that's what it is. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Man, real, real. Like that's real, honest. Fucking, fuck your feelings, truth. But it is what it is. Oh, yeah. And also, also just put out content, bro. Action, action is the best. Like, right, right. They say like you could be you could be strategic and tactful as you, as you want, but as if you put that action behind it, you just start putting shit out, putting shit out, putting shit out, putting shit out, putting shit out. Now you fucking are are feel, people are like your people are getting like in touch with you. So the more more shit you put out, more shit people consume, the more fucking just content, content, content. Push as much content as you possibly fucking possibly as you possibly can. Man. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, got to. And um, I just think, man, uh, uh, people uh, set goals. You know what I mean? Mm. I was always think it's good to have goals in place, have like big, uh, have a big goal. You know what I mean, Rob? Big time frame, daily, weekly type shit. Just like the charts, huh? <laughs> And then get your your little, your little fucking five minute, your little M1, M15, <laughs> your little yeah. H1 fucking uh, goals, bro. But real shit, like in the music tip, it's like, where, bro, put out a song a week or like put out a video a week. Like just try to create some type of um, goals. Some consistency, and consistency too. Right, right. Exactly. So that's important too. 
Well, Absolutely. And on a party note from me, I like to keep things simple because everything to me starts with perspective. It's if you love music like you say you love music, then you would make more of it and you would do what you have to do to get the job done. You know, I see it as simple as that. You know, that's that's mm -hmm. the that's the factor that separates the men from the boys, and we're definitely not in the business of boys. So, <laughs> you know, there's it's all a men around here, baby. Yeah, this Bro. is the music. The music industry is the wild west, and it's just about getting it done. But and I wanted to say one more thing, like what what uh, Christian was saying is like, <clears throat> write your write what you're gonna do down the night. Like literally, I like I lit I like I just started like i just started doing this like write what you're gonna do the next day so that way you have like schedule that you're fucking keeping on track because you could easily time keeps on slipping into the future baby space jam style you feel me so <laughs> so it's like so it's like bro like if you don't have that set schedule you're gonna fuck off a bunch of time like you can be way more efficient with your shit so write that write what you're gonna do and if you have a bad habit of doing certain things um my brother was telling me he's like bro a lot of successful people have what not to do things so it's like oh, i'm gonna run these are my to do's and these are my not to do so so if i know like if i fucking smoke some weed i'm not gonna fucking do any of my to do's i'm gonna fucking get on call of duty and i'm gonna bullshit so like smoking weeds on my not to do list call of duty's on my not to do list i mean it's always like it's in balance and moderation i still do it but yeah, and balance and moderation. You can't just like if, if you if you enjoy like if you get that like uh, that free time, you get to like relax and just play some Call of Duty and not really and kind of like escape. Yeah, uh, recharge. Yeah, recharge. Like you need to do what you got to do to recharge your batteries. But yeah, man. Yeah, okay. it's all good stuff, man. I just really want to thank you guys uh, for coming on the podcast, sharing your guys' stories, your situation, some issues. And really just giving game, you know, because this whole thing is just about soaking up game, winning where you can get it. And, uh, you know, and hopefully once you're in a position to help people out, that's exactly what you do. You know, so yeah, I just want to say thank you guys for coming on. It was a pleasure, Rob. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'll see you guys. All right, later. Soy el primero, ninguno lo dirá como lo dije aquel invierno. Yo te lo doy a ti. Tú eres la niña, mis sueños. Y yo quiero ser tu dueño. Y yo quiero ser tu dueño. Oh. Quiero robarte un beso, tú me tienes preso. Quiero 